Hi guys, I'm Sam. And I'm Jess. And we are... Peas from the same pod. And on today's episode, we're going to have a little chinwag so that you guys can find out a little bit more about us. So, Sam, I've got a question for you. Go ahead. The moon. What do you mean, the moon? How do you feel about the moon? I don't think I've ever thought about it, to be honest. I mean, apart from when you've just said the word now. Um, I don't really have an opinion, to be honest. I think it's more of, oh, look, it's a full moon tonight, people say, but I don't really have any association with it, to be honest. Do you not feel deeply connected? Don't start this with me now. No, stop, because I do. I'll be honest, I do. <laughs> I know. And I haven't really told you this before. I thought I knew you. This has all been inspired by Gemma Collins. I was watching her programme and she was using crystals. She has, right, okay. she really believes in crystals. <laughs> and like she has like, she's picked them out herself and she will put them out. When it's a full moon, she puts them out to charge in the moon. And then basically I was in the indoor market, my local area, and... Are you joking? Hang on, I've got some cunt reversing up here now. <laughs> Come here. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I get you every time. Yeah, I was in the indoor market in my local area and there was a crystal shop. So I popped in and yeah, she had all these different ones and you could pick out whichever ones you wanted. I mean, that normally happens when you go into a shop. (laughs) No, but, like, (laughs) it wasn't that... No, like, they're all there, and, like, it's all about what you get drawn to. So you have to feel the energy of the crystals, and basically you will be drawn to whichever crystal you need to help you with what you need help with in your life. So I went and picked up my crystals. I got three, and then... I got given a crystal the other day. Now, when you get your crystals, you got to wash them because you got to cleanse other people's negative energy off them. So you got to run. Well, even the ones from the shop. Yeah, because other people's been handling them. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. Nobody should be touching anything unless you're buying it. <laughs> this was <Right>. pre- <laughs> this was pre-pandemic, and then you charge them under the full moon every time it's full moon. So. One of our really good friends, who I think we're going to have on the show, is really big into this, by the way. Right, okay. So I've got to act like I'm... Act like you are. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm charging myself with the full moon. Well, I think she's actually going to turn you around. Do you know what? I don't have anything... I don't have an issue with it, like, at all. Like, I don't have an issue with anybody's kind of ways of life, I suppose. But with this sort of subject, I think it's very nice to believe that that things like that work. I don't know. I just, I'd never say never. But I'm kind of very much like, well, if I had these and then something happened to me, then why did that happen? Because I've got these. Do you know what I mean? Because you get in the positive energy. Well, clearly not if negative things are happening in my life. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, I mean, so you've oh, got you your... Mean if you mean if you've got the stones and then bad things happen. Exactly. But then that's life, isn't it? Yeah. And I suppose you've got to understand that, like, they've got limitations. I just think, like, for example, basically last night, 
was full moon. And I went to bed and I just could not sleep. I was tossing and turning. I got up for a drink of water three times. And I just thought, what's going on? I just feel like I need to be outside. Are you turning me down? <laughs> just so that you're not playing in the microphone. <laughs> I just thought I saw you dialing me down. And I was like, listen. <laughs> if you're dialing me out because I'm boring you, hun, You got another thing coming. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, um, I just felt like I needed to be outside, and I couldn't go outside because it was like early hours in the morning, but I opened my bedroom window, and I looked onto the garden, and it was lit up, and I just thought, oh my god, and I looked up, and it was a full moon, and then I said to Alexa, Alexa, when is the next full moon? And she said, at 8am tomorrow. So it was like, more or less the full moon. I'll go to bed, I will sleep straight for like eight hours I don't have trouble sleeping and it makes me think there was something about there being a full moon and my crystals being on charge that I didn't realise it was a full moon so how did you know to charge your crystals because then I woke up saw it was a full moon and thought I better put these fucking crystals on charge (laughs) (laughs) I love the thought process I mean I haven't managed to Go to a crystal shop. I don't, I don't really think we have the Benesics. The only sort of crystals we have is like a Fajazzle shop or something like that rather than... <laughs> Get your Fajazzles on charge <laughs> under the full moon. Um, do you I mean, have that, any that's... beliefs then? Like, do you have anything that you like, like whether it's fate or the universe or religion? or Do you have anything that you're like, I believe in that and that guides me? Um, I suppose it's difficult because I'm not religious I never have been. I mean, I was christened, but neither is any of my family religious, so I'm not really sure why that ever happened. It, I think, as my mum may state, it was the in thing to do at the time. Um, everyone was getting christened, so that's what happened. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not religious in any way like that. I would say, if anything, I do believe in fate. I believe everything happens for a reason. You can't change stuff that's in your pathway I believe that that's a thing um however I do believe that with hard work and determination you can make that positive journey that you're going to go on I mean you can't stop people from dying it's a horrible subject but it happens I don't know if you've ever heard of that place called Lords. have you ever heard of that place in is it called is it in like south of France (laughs) (laughs) I think it's called I thought you meant the cricket ground no, I think it's in, in like, France somewhere. But it has, like, this holy river that runs through it. Oh. Now, they state that if you go there, there's people that have walked into this river and then come out cancer-free. And no for way. me, I'm like, that's ridiculous. You know, if it, was, if it was that easy to jump in a river and get rid of cancer, then the queues would be longer than the River Nile. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. But... Do you know what I just think? From the obviously, this is my personal opinion, but religion causes so many problems in this world. It's it's the biggest disagreement that everybody can have. I think it would be a lot easier to kind of settle in with a religion if every religion was more accepting than others. Yeah. When it kind of comes to other things, like it's okay for you to believe in what you believe in, which I that that is how I stand. And that's the thing that I hate the most about it. You know, we don't believe in this 
holiday of the year so then nobody should believe in this holiday of the year and now we're going to make it that the whole world is not allowed to do that because then it becomes offensive for people of certain religions and i don't believe that should be allowed if you don't like it that's okay don't celebrate it and if you've got something in in replacement of that that you do celebrate then that's great you celebrate that and we're going to be accepting of of that and that and that's from every single you know i celebrate Mm. christmas myself i'm not a christian i do it probably for the presents and the foods more than anything but here we go (laughs) i just enjoy being around my family but that easter's around the corner exactly you'll be celebrating that one won't you hun Let Jesus think, be resurrected at once. <laughs> well, I, again, as long as you bring me a mini eggs Easter egg, I'll be all for it. <laughs> but yeah, I just kind of think it's it causes problems, and I don't think the world needs any more issues. I totally agree. And what is most frustrating is that all religions have the same fundamental kind of be a good person, don't cheat on your person you're in a relationship with be a good samaritan just like i i feel like all religions want the same thing they want everybody to be positive good people and that's the basis and i think if people just focus more on that side of their religion rather than the oh but you shouldn't be this and you we've got to exclude that and we if you just focused on the positive just be a good person and i feel like the world would be such a better place Absolutely, but I, I, I think for me as well, it's very what, as you said, with the fundamentals of being a good person and, and not being a good person, they're so different in every religion. Like, yeah. you know, what what you do and what you don't do makes you a good or a bad person in certain religions. By some people, if you drink alcohol, you're, you're a bad person. person. Whereas I love a tipple on a Friday night. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I just kind of feel like I don't need any more rules other than law I mean, in my and life. And also, even, you know, if if you're gay, you know, in some Absolutely. religions, that's a bad thing. And, of course, that's, like, totally unacceptable and needs to be addressed. Because there are some countries where, you know, people like me and you are have to live a total lie or otherwise face death. do you know what i actually i've obviously been lucky enough with work to travel to a lot of different places and i've come across different religions and beliefs of people that don't agree with being gay and stuff like that and and you know what for me i really really enjoy talking about it i really enjoy why why you feel that way about something that has no effect on your life whatsoever and that's i think comes back to life in general for me personally is if you don't like it that's okay don't do it i don't like football so i don't watch it i don't no. play it i don't yeah, watch it so i don't true. look for it oh it's done I'd, and i wish everybody kind of had that opinion like don't tear other people down because it's something they believe in okay well if you don't like somebody say for example and and i do want us to kind of go a bit deeper into in a different episode of of like social media and things like that because i think that's very important yeah um but again like all this toxic cyberbullying stuff like that if you don't like a celebrity and don't like what they do don't follow them yeah if i don't like somebody i don't follow them I'm not going to look at them and make myself annoyed by what they're doing and then personally comment on something they do 
when it doesn't affect me because I don't look at it. So it's okay. That was a great question from the moon that then (laughs) expanded into a whole world of things that we could kind of go on for ages and speak about. Yeah. Um, I would say I'd love to kind of ask you the question because obviously you've grown up in a different country to me. What was kind of your life like growing up at school? Do you know what I mean? That sort of school life. Yeah, school, very interesting, um, because I loved school on the whole. I absolutely loved it. I used to really get involved with everything. I used to do the Eisteddfod, because we have Eisteddfod in Wales, which you obviously don't have. So there's an actual national Eisteddfod, which takes place once a year in Wales, where basically you have, like, all the top, singers, poetry, people write poetry and things. And then it's a competition. So, like, the the best of Wales will kind of get picked. It's Welsh language. Um, And then, so we would do them in school then. You would have the Eisteddfod where you would do folk dancing, um, like, poetry recitations, um, singing, things like that. So I used to get involved with those. I really, really enjoyed school and performing arts and stuff. Yeah, I feel like, for me, school was fine. I have fond memories of it. I met some great people, to be honest, none of which I'm really friends with now. But they're all kind of parts of my life, a parts of my story that kind of, yeah, make me who I am today. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think I, my thing in school, I'm not very academically clever. So no. I really struggled with... Sorry, I didn't <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean that, like, no, you. You're just, a little bit. I was agreeing because I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, right. Carrying on. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not academically clever, so therefore <laughs> you're a little witch. Um, yeah, I really struggle with sitting in a classroom. If I don't get something straight away and I can't do it then I don't want to do it and I don't want to know and I'm very stubborn like that so a simple fraction or a decimal that people would get in like 10 minutes I just couldn't get it and then I was then went from I'll try I'll then ask for help I think I get it okay no clearly I don't okay let's mess around and wind everybody else up and be the class clown so that then it kind of distracts from the fact that we've actually got to learn something and then with senior school I think I would never say I wasn't kind of comfortable in who I was because I don't think I knew who I was then you know I I was I was comfortable with what I did and I was authentically me and I enjoyed I, I I never kind of for a second doubted what I wanted to do for a career I always knew I wanted to be a performer I always kind of got the chats about Sam I really think you should have a backup plan like we support what you want to do but we think it'd be a great idea for you to have something else in the pipeline and I was like no 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 I don't want to do anything else this is what I'm going to do and you could tell that for me in school because I was a great student in the subjects that I loved but then maths doing algebra at year 10 science doing chemistry I just switched off and I don't care I'm just so bored and then that's where my naughty side kicks in and then I kind of used to get sent out for laughing or for talking or for being on my phone and 
and that sort of thing and then I just kind of turned into that person that was like well if you're not going to give me the time of day for understanding that I'm not good at something then I'm not going to respect you when you're trying to teach me simple Mm. and when going on to college where I studied musical theatre I was in my element I I was doing something I loved five days a week and and that was it for me I was so happy to be in a position where I didn't have to sit through the boring shit to get to that kind of drama lesson that I had once a week. I was in a different town with different people and people that loved the same thing that I loved. It wasn't like I had to kind of be who I was in the drama studio and go wild and then kind of get into the playground and be like, oh yeah, I remember where I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the back of that, I completely, I think that is something that really needs to be looked at in schools. Because like, take for example, when I was in school, something I've just remembered when you were saying that was, I absolutely despised PE. Like, especially having to do rugby. Like, I absolutely hated it. And I remember we'd always do it. It'd be in the winter. It would be like this time. Oh, yeah. And it would be raining. And all, the pitch would get waterlogged. And, oh, I used to love it. If they were like, oh, the pitch is too wet. We can't, oh, my God, I used to be, like, celebrating. But I remember one time the pitch was really wet and we all went out as a class and we, the teachers were like, right, we're going to do rucks today. <laughs> Which, <laughs> do you know what a ruck is? Yeah, it's like when you kind of grip together, isn't it? Oh, did you no, hear fingers just click then? Yeah, that was vile. Um... <laughs> No, that's a scrum. Oh, I don't think I know what a ruck is then. A ruck is when you lie, like, in the fetal position on the floor with the rugby ball in by your stomach and you, like, basically, like, curl around the ball. What would you do that for? To stop someone getting the ball. Yeah, but you're not moving with the ball, so eventually you're going to have to give it over or get up. Yeah, but you've got to hope that one of your teammates comes and gets the ball, not someone else. Oh, it's just not for me. It's not for me. And so he said, right, this is what we're doing today. And I turned to my friend and I went, if he thinks I'm getting on the floor when it's like this, he's got another thing coming. (laughs) So then my PE teacher's like, what's that, Jess? You'd like to volunteer to show everybody how it's done? (laughs) Which is quite funny. But when you think about it, it's like, Mm, that really wasn't the way to go about that because I was like, no, I don't want to volunteer. And then he was like, well, either you're going to volunteer to show everybody how it's done or you're going to have a lunchtime detention. Yeah, that's disgusting. To which I responded, I'll see you at lunch because I'm not getting on the floor. (laughs) But when you look at that, I'm like, so rather than as a teacher going, okay, I've, I've overheard that comment from Jess. He obviously really isn't about this. I'm going to have a little chat to him later, see if there's any other way that I can engage him with the subject or, you know, have a chat to him to find out a bit more about what his interests are. It was like, oh no, let's belittle him. Yeah. We've got to move away from that in education. What we need to do is go, right, let's really get to know all of the pupils in this school. Let's discover where their strengths lie. Let's discover where their ambitions are and let them do that because then they're going to thrive. And, and, we were obviously speaking from our point of view and how that was and I was very much the same when it comes to like PE and, and that sort of thing. And I I think a lot of people mistake that from being like, well, you need to have physical education. You need to be... And I'm like, oh, absolutely. That is fundamental. Like, yeah, I loved it when the trampolines came out and I loved yeah. it when we went swimming and I loved like that side of things. It was great that even 
in maths lessons and, and English lessons and things like that, some people aren't good at that side of things. Me included, I'm not amazing at it. I'm really not. I can I agree that everybody has should have to learn to a basic level. But I also feel like you need to get to a point where you start exploring other avenues. Somebody that's going to be a car mechanic is really good with their hands and is really practical. Yeah. Is not good at maths, is not good at English. They're not good at writing an essay about Shakespeare. For me personally, I can perform and I can act and, and portray a character. I can't write about it. So asking me to play somebody and then asking me to do a 10,000 word essay on the person that I've just performed about doesn't work for me. Is it when you're six? No, it's when you're 14, you pick your options, don't you? Yeah, I think it's year nine into year 10. Yeah, I just feel like for me, I think I would probably change it where like, the f- year seven, the first year of comprehensive, you do everything, and like mm-hmm. that's your year to go. Okay, this is what I'm into. That's not for me. Then people can make their options sooner, and it doesn't have to be set in stone. You know, maybe they make some options for year eight, and if they don't get on, they can change it again. But I think waiting and that long into like people doing subjects that long that they're never gonna kind of explore or go into is taking away from them really honing in on stuff that they are really good at. Well, I suppose it's the same as, you know, I I think my school were quite good. I don't know about yours with, like, we kind of had an opportunity to try different things. Like, when we was we would do DT, like design and technology, and, and you would do one term when you would do woodwork, then, like, metal work, and then you would do cooking, and then you would do, like, is it sewing? What's that called? Yeah, Textiles. home economics. Yeah, but then I still had to do history. I still had to do geography. I was never going to be one of those people. I mean, saying that, we ended up working in said tourist attraction that we done a lot of history, but yeah. um, I suppose you don't have to know about it because there's things that I definitely learned being there that I didn't have a clue about. Well, um, same. And when I look at history in school, the things that we were learning about is very selective history. Like, okay, Henry VIII, that's great. But where was our LGBT history? Like, where was our black history? Where was, do you know what I mean? Like, so absolutely. much of history was so selective and archaic. It's like, what about our more recent history that we should really be learning about? Absolutely. And I feel like I've got a friend that I would love to bring on Um and talk a little bit more about like the Black Lives Matter thing that that stands in place because, and I'm sure you probably know quite a few people that stand very strongly about it. And it is about educating. I need educating. There's a lot of stuff that I'm not aware of, and 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 I'm open to admit that I would yeah. happily love to sit there and let somebody talk to me about it. So, I think if we can do our little bit with bringing certain people on that that have certain backgrounds of different beliefs and stuff to just kind of share that experience so that we can kind of learn a little bit more. So, moving on from that kind of subject, job wise, round it up kind of as much as you can to kind of tell everyone where you are, where you've gone from when you left school to where you are now. Okay, so quick run through. So I went to drama school and then lots of call centre work. Um, Live the dream. Um, yeah, bits of theatre here and there. And then basically I was working at 
the tourist attraction we met at. And um, yeah, when we were working there, you you sort of you were given a six month contract, and then you, you had to find something else. And I was coming to the end of it. I thought, oh, what am I going to do? I didn't want to go into another call center. And my dad, bless him, said, oh, what about? Because he knew that you know I want to go into TV, and he said, why don't you just um. Can you go on to uh, ITV and write to them? <laughs> Being really naive about it, and um, mm-hmm. and there was something about it that made me go, "Let me just go on their website and go on the career section and just see like what is there." Thinking maybe yeah, you know absolutely. it could be like a reception job or, and um, and it, there was a job on there for a researcher for one of their daytime shows, and I was like. Okay, so I clicked on it and it said no experience necessary, you just have to be a great communicator, throw yourself into it, blah, blah. And I thought, right, let's just, let's put a CV in, not thinking anything would happen. And um, yeah, got invited to an interview and, and then was a researcher for seven months with ITV on one of their, two of their daytime shows. Um, That's incredible. Which we will talk more about another time. And then back to London. Oh, so that was in Manchester. So did you have to move up to Manchester for that? Overnight. Oh my god, don't honestly. I have I not told you about this. So basically I I went up for my interview on yeah. the Thursday. I walked out to the interview. Within ten minutes got a phone call from the talent manager who said, How do you think it went? I said, Oh yeah, I think it went well. Like she was like, Yeah, they loved you. You got the job. I was like, Wow, okay. Starting on Monday. This is Thursday. I'm still living in London. I need to be working Monday in Manchester. So, luckily, I was living Liza Minnelli style, where Mm. I was, like, renting by the hour. So, I was able to be like, right, I just put my (laughs) notice in. (laughs) Put my notice in with my landlord. My dad came and collected everything from my house, apart from a suitcase full of clothes and my laptop. He took everything back to Wales. Then on the Sunday, I went with my suitcase and my laptop on a bus up to Manchester and checked into a, a B&B and started work at ITV on Monday. <laughs> oh my God. What's really interesting is that's kind of happened to me twice because when I went to drama school in London, for some bizarre reason, the halls associated with my school didn't open until a week after we started training so i i had to live in a hostel for a week oh absolutely not in a room with 20 people i'm on top bunk and i've got someone underneath making phone calls three o'clock in the morning telling them all about their travels in london and i'm thinking hun i've got to be up at seven o'clock you need to stop i've got ballet at eight (laughs) i've got ballet at eight (laughs) so yeah that's uh, that's me what about you what's 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 the story I mean, you always laugh at my extensive CV, really. I'm very much give everything a go, and I'm I'm a strong believer in um, if you don't enjoy something, change it. You live once, like, have the best time and have all the experiences. So I finished college um, doing musical theatre at 18, and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go to drama school, but I'm going to audition whilst I'm waiting for that to happen realized that do you know what truthfully I was never going to be able to afford to go to I wanted to go to arts ed that was the place that I wanted to go it was I didn't want to go anywhere else that was just the place to go didn't obviously 
couldn't afford to even pay i think back then even it was like 40 50 quid per audition you wanted to do and i was like i don't have that money to throw around and then have to get pay for a train to get to london to go to the audition and so then i thought do you know what i'm gonna audition for thomas cook as a singer as an entertainer abroad auditioned actually before that apologies i went to audition for park dean in south wales in Treco Bay Holiday Treco- Park. If anybody I knows used to it. go on holiday there every year. Are you joking? <laughs> no, I auditioned. I never actually worked there. Um, I got That's given mad. the job. Then I, they was also auditioning for Thomas Cook to work abroad. Got that job, but I was like South Wales, Fort Ventura. Of course, you, know, you picked South Wales. Um, so then my flight to Fort Ventura happened. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I flew out and I did my first season with Thomas Cook for 11 months in Fort Ventura. Hated every second of it. Well, I didn't. That's a lie. I hated it towards the end and I really wanted to go home. But I think it was my first time I'd ever been properly away from home. So what did so you do? I, I saw it out. I was... my No, my what parents... did you do in this job? Oh, so we did like... You know when you go on holiday and you have like the fitness around the pool and then you have all the games and stuff the entertainers and then we did like the party dances um and then we used to kind of yeah do all of that and then we'd do the bingo the kids disco the show of the evening and we'd just do that and yeah it was great it was great fun um so then i come home from there and then i got given zanti as my next destination and i was like you know what absolutely going i can have the time of my life which is a lot different from fort ventura so then I went to Zanti and that was my favourite season in the world. Like, you know, it was clubbing and then working. I, I literally had the best time. Um, And then I was like, I want to go a bit bigger. I want to push myself. And I auditioned for my first ship. And then I auditioned and I was like, oh, do you know what? I don't think it went very well. And I thought, I've not heard anything, but I'm very an impatient person. So I was like, you know what? No. I'm going to ring them. How did I do? Tell me and it's like, you've got the job, like you're starting rehearsals in two weeks' time for, oh for my, my first ship. And I went home and I was like, this is happening. <laughs> so I moved to West Yorkshire um, to a place called Keithley where I started rehearsals for my ship. And then I was on that ship for 11 months doing the West End style shows on the ship, which was great. Mm. So I finished that contract and then I went traveling for a year so I went backpacking got me backpack on and went with my best friend Becca and we backpacked around the world doing Thailand Vietnam all of that sort of thing Bali and then went to live in Australia uh ran out of money come home from there and that's where I met you um, <laughs> oh my god and then kind of from there it's I did a contract there and then went back on another ship and then kind of come back there again and and yeah, I've kind of done a bit of everything really, and now I'm cabin crew for British Airways. Um, and I love. It's that almost job. like you don't enjoy being in this country, Sam. I know, right? Who wouldn't love to be in a place where it rains all the time, the time. and it's so expensive to live? Well, um, that's been gorgeous. Before we go, I just wondered if you've got a song that you'd like us to play. Do you know what the sun has been shining today? For me, it's like the summer barbecue when you're about to get outside. Just picture yourself when you're at home. Your mum's made the salad bowl. You've got your your mates around. You've got a cocktail in your hand. Mm-hmm. And my song this week to play us out is Dancing in the Moonlight. 
the whole we get it almost every night when that moon is big and bright as a supernatural wild delight 